Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. today whether soap operas still have a place in society or are they facing extinction because there's always been the long-standing battle for ratings uh, for the TV viewership ratings for all of the soaps but it's a battle now more than ever before and in particular for a new type of audience so I want to chat to the people today who are the loyal soap followers, those of you who've been with Coronation Street, EastEnders, Fair City, Hollyoaks, whatever the soap, and you've been with them for years and you still watch them. Um, and I want to know, do the young people in your house watch the soaps still today? Give us a shout. 1800 453 106 is the number. Actor Claudia Carroll, who of course played Nicola in Fair City, is with us on the line today. Claudia, do you think there's a place for soaps today? Oh, I'm, well, first of all, thank you for having me on, Andrea. It's really kind of mm. you. And you're going to laugh. I'm actually broadcasting from Limerick where I'm doing a play. And I was listening to the sports item on the news just now. And it's about um, Munster playing Ulster tomorrow at Thomond Park. And that's what our show is about, Munster Rugby. So I'm listening to the sports reports with great interest. But in a roundabout way, to answer your question, Andrea, um, Yes, most definitely. I think I think story has a place in all our lives, and that's what so what good soap opera is. It's storytelling, simple as that. It always has been, um, and I think soap has been through so much change, um, particularly since the advent of streaming services. Mm. You've got a lot of audience shifting to streaming because it makes our lives so easy. The schedule works around you, not the other way around. There's no ads. So there is an argument to say, well, viewers now have got used to a very polished, expensive looking drama um, that we see on our streaming services. I'm thinking of Mayor of Easttown or Succession or shows like this or The Rings of Power, which is the most expensive TV show ever made, would you believe? Um, But soap has been with us for a very long time, started on radio and then migrated to TV in the States first. And the reason it caught on so well is because, oh, my God, did it know its target market or what? (laughs) Its target market in the 40s and 50s was primarily women, primarily female, primarily homemakers and at home during the daytime. So they knew and Procter & Gamble famously sponsored a lot of them. um, And that's how the name came about, as you know, soap opera. Um, But the big worry now is the much highly sought after 18 to 30 age category. And the argument is, and there's been so much research done, are that age group watch, yeah. at, watching they're not, soap? They're not, though. Well, there is and an they're, argument. In, their, in their droves, they're leaving, according to the figures, the latest figures this year from the UK, the broadcast magazine. Now I'm talking about the, the, the English soaps. But, like, there's huge drops in the figures. You know, you're talking there's, about from, from yeah. nearly 1.3 million down to about 400,000 in a, nearly in a four or five year think, period. 
I agree with you. And when you think of the huge, iconic moments that soap could create, like, say, for instance, a Christmas special, like the EastEnders Christmas special, mm-hmm. the really famous one back in the 90s, that more people tuned into than the Queen's Was that speech. Tiffany? You think, what? When Tiffany died? It was, um, no, well, that Martine was a huge one as well. No, this was... Um, Oh, yeah, that was a huge yeah, one. Yeah, I remember Do that we, one well on Christmas forget? Day. Yeah, it was very no, This was um, Dirty Den and Angie and Divorced. Do you remember that? Way, way back. You're too young, Andrea. I don't know if I remember that. But there is a lot to be said for the argument that soap has spawned in its wake still an there. awful lot okay. of different... Still there, but it's, it's spawned an awful lot of different t- types of TV. Yeah. Like, for instance, okay. reality TV. Like Love Island, that's basically a soap as far as I can see, isn't it? Yeah. Hollyoaks writer Alan Flanagan, um, Claudia, is with us here too on the programme today. Alan, Alan, do you think that soap still have a place in modern society now? Well, I certainly hope so because of my paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, You'll make, make a good case on. for it. Um, I think that, like, I think soaps offer something unique and actually the more I watch lots of different things on streams and things like that, Something that I so rarely see on television is communities and families and social issues tackled in a way that soaps do. I think it's so rare to click on a show and see a real diverse group of people of different ages or different backgrounds living in a community. And I think it's really interesting that as society becomes more fragmented, it's harder to find these shows where you can watch people actually getting along or knocking off against each other or things like that. And I think that the on, some, on, a, on any soap, um, on Hollywood, um, on any of them, you have a responsibility to reflect what's going on in society, to champion social issues, whether they're to do with health, to do with mental health, physical health, to do with things like domestic violence, sexual assault, to do with anything at all. Mm. So I think that they, what's great about soaps is they can kind of encapsulate everything because in a community, in a village, everything happens. And I think there's something really interesting about that and exploring how things reverberate outwards. Um, but I think also, like, you, you make a fair point that the nature of how how TV works has changed. Um, but I think, like, with, because um, Channel 4 and Hollyoaks, we skew a lot younger. So I think we've been trying to, trying to be at the forefront of how we present the show. Okay. Um, so something that we did recently is that All of War, which is the streamer for Channel 4, which is the the kind of one of the biggest streamers in the UK, whether it's to do with Netflix or whatever, because they have so much content on it from Derry Girls to Screw to whatever. Um, they moved to kind of dropping Hollyoaks episodes, morning of digital box sets, kind of like interacting with it as a streaming service as well as having the kind of live broadcast on Channel 4 and E4. So I think the way that we're um, uh, promoting the show, presenting the show, is moving with the streamers as well. Because streaming is great because that access is phenomenal and that access to audiences. So now we see the split of our audience between who's watching it live versus who's watching it on catch-up is much more of an even split because of the fact that we're kind of catching that younger streaming audience. Okay. Give us a little bit of the the insider information. How how do you do that, Alan, in terms of when you're scripting, um, writing for, you know, storylines for the likes of Hollyoaks, as you mentioned, it's typically a kind of, you know, the the younger audience. Um, How do you decide, like, this is the storyline we're going with, this is what young people are talking about now? I mean, obviously society has moved on. We're much more liberal by comparison to how we were years ago. Yeah, I think think it's interesting. I think Soaps would have been, as Saudi was saying, at the forefront of a lot of, not just, like, how things are developed story-wise, but also breaking these big societal moments. And obviously... Um, there's kind of streaming is kind of unshockable now but I still think there is that thing like a, like with stories <clears throat> you have people sitting around the table going like what worries you what are you scared of what are your kids scared of what like what are the things that really affect you and trying to develop a story from that so it can be kind of anything but in some ways I think that 
young people are different and in some ways young people are the exact same they're worried about relationships they're worried about sex they're worried about health they're worried about their future education money um, it's just that it's against a different backdrop and I think what we try to do is basically present those perennial issues but go what makes it different what makes it now what makes it young um, and what makes it explosive and ridiculous in a particularly Hollyoaks way mm. Are they too dramatic? Soaps? Soaps? Um, I think that's a question that um, bounces around in every writer's room on soaps is basically when is when is the story moving too fast when is it moving too slow um, I think that the amount of episodes that soaps are pumping out can sometimes lead to a fear that you're just injecting too much drama so that's a question we always ask is if this story is going to take nine months let's take our time um, because I think viewers know when something is moving too quickly um, so I think it's just well, I think that's true of every TV show you're just worried about whether you're going too big or too small when, when you look back, I suppose, at some of the, the key, the iconic um, storylines in, in the soaps over the years. I, I know, Claudia, I played d- just two examples, j- things that I remember, you know, from my time in, in watching Carrie and EastEnders, um, the, the Sarah Louise Platt back in early 2000s. Oh, yeah, yeah the early the, the teen pregnancy storyline. Yeah. Um, and, and Zoe finding out in EastEnders that Kat is actually her <laughs> mother and she didn't know. And, but like, do we still have that level you know, that, that kind of explosive storyline. Like, are, do they still exist but now in soaps? I, I, would, I wonder if you would agree with this, Alan, but I always think with what you mentioned, Andrea, with the, particularly with those huge, epic, you know, kind of unforgettable storylines that grip people and that are conversation points around, around the country. Um, my theory is that people, stories come and go. It's character people follow on a soap opera. Would you agree, Alan? You know, like if you look at, yeah, say, a yeah. long-serving character on, on, on Hollyoaks or on Coronation Street or indeed on Fair City, how many times, I mean, if you were to write down how many times they've all been married, divorced, mm. had affairs, separated, um, fights with people, all of the drama that goes on in everyday life. Um, it's not the big ones that you follow, it's the actual character. Yeah. You invest with the character. And a lot of them, I suppose, you you watch them, you grow up with them over the years in the soaps too. Absolutely, mm. yeah. I, Go ahead, Alan. I, I know, I was going to say, that I, I was just talking with, just about this to someone yesterday, but I think what's phenomenal about soaps is that sense of being, of living with the character and I think Something that's really positive about soaps is the idea that you can watch someone go through something and come out the other side. Because I think in a lot of drama, especially TV now, is so short form. You watch someone go through hell and then the episode, the final episode ends and it's goodbye. Whereas in a soap, if someone's been through a horrible accident or if someone's been sexually assaulted, things like that, you see them go through the process. But then you see that character a year later, two years later, three years later, and they are recovered and they are living a happy life. And I think mm. that there is something really it's important good about saying that these things happen and also you are a person who exists outside of this. And soaps are the only area you can do that because we have that yeah. longevity. The, the other thing, just talking about longevity, that always strikes me with the soaps, um, they're a real source of comfort, Alan, as well, for people. And for a lot of people, their day would even still, in many cases, res- revolve around half past seven. Don't call between half seven and eight or, you know, eight <laughs> o'clock and half eight. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think I think something that like is hanging over everyone in media and soap and everything over the past couple of years is the pandemic. Lockdown changed our day to day schedule and soaps are so schedule based. So I think that's a fair, like a fair reason why ratings took like everything took a hit in lots of ways. But I think that idea of coming home from work, coming home from university, whatever, sitting down on the couch, we're only really in the past few months getting back into those habits. 
And I think that's something that we're kind of looking at is going, okay, now people are starting to get back to normal um, and have their daily schedule. How do we just build build things back up? Yeah, I've been asking people today, our listeners, um, to get in touch with us to tell me if you're still a loyal soap follower, and do the young people actually in your house in particular do they tune in with you? Because it's you know it is difficult to see, I suppose, a future for some of the soaps when you look at that that age bracket of the sixteen to thirty four year old and how much of a hit that has taken. Um, in particular, and when you look at neighbours, gone. I know. I know, yeah, and that was, that was, you know, like, and that was a kind of, I know typically it wasn't as, I certainly watched it when I was younger. It probably didn't keep the younger audience, but like, it is, it is, I suppose, concerning. Um, and I you think, can s- I think on the Neighbours thing, I was, because I, I think Neighbours is, I like, I was saying that soap was great and it was like very, very sad that it ended. But the nature of how it ended was to do with Channel 5 pulling the plug on the money. So it's a very, very different, it wasn't a ratings-based decision. It was a decision based on Channel 5, who essentially money. were funding a huge amount of it. Um, and I think that's just, it's a slight, I didn't like, it, I think it's important to look at these things, analyse them. But uh, like I was looking at the range for last week, Hollyoaks was the third watch thing on Channel 4 last week. Like, if you look at the top 50 shows in the UK um, this year, or in the last month, mm. 12 of them were soap episodes. Like, people are tuning in in droves, and I wonder, they don't get the splashy attention on Twitter, but most people don't use Twitter. Yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> people yeah, are yeah, yeah. yeah. Tuning in. But I, I know you're doing something where right, the new viewers come up. Yeah, stay with us, <laughs> stay with us, um, if you don't mind, because I just want to bring in some listeners and callers. I want to chat to, to soap followers on the show, actually. Uh, this listener says, um, too much of the TV schedule, I think, is given over to soaps. I believe they're irrelevant in this day and age. There's uh, no new fans. Orla says, my mum lives on her own. She looks forward to the soaps every night. It's company for her. It's as if she knows each of the characters and the way that she talks about them. Another listener, though, says, never mind the soap um, and their future on TV. <laughs> what about radio? asks this listener. Yeah, it's a fair, fair question, I suppose. Um, Sharon is on the line in Sligo. Sharon, are you a fan of the soaps? I do, yeah, I do. Coronation Street, particularly. Every every weekday? Pretty much, yeah. 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 What yeah. is it about Coronation Street? Well, I suppose it's been around for a long time. Um, I watched it when I grew up in Belfast, and then when I went out to Australia, I didn't see it. And then when I came back, I started watching it again. So it's kind of, as you said before, comforting to kind of go, oh, I know these people and, you know, I've seen them before and slot back in. But um, I think also my mom watches it religiously every evening and it kind of was something we could talk about together. You know, if something dramatic was happening that okay. we couldn't believe where the storyline was going and things like that. So, yeah, it's one of those things. So it's 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 a it's a talking point for you and uh, and your mum and that's that's lovely like that kind of connection that you have with it. Yeah, yeah, and not for every single episode, obviously, yeah. but if there's a specific storyline that we're you know both thinking, oh, don't believe that, and all that kind of thing, we have a good chat about it. Are there, yeah. there storylines in particular, Sharon? Is there anything that kind of sticks out in your mind? Um, you know, like I was talking about the Sarah Louise Platt and, and, and the teen pregnancy back in, in 2000 um, because that was the first time for me as a teenager and I was a real Coronation Street fan as a kid growing, you know, watched it, for, yeah, watched yeah, it every yeah. evening. But I remember that so clearly because she was kind of, you know, I'm talking about her now in, 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 in the fictitious character, but Sarah Louise Platt was my age, you know, and, yeah, and yeah, that yeah. was the first exposure I ever, it was the first person I knew 
I had ever heard anybody talk about teen pregnancy was in watching Coronation yeah. Street and how that unfolded and the reaction to it here at home and on, on, on talk radio programmes like this. I remember being in the car with my parents and even listening to it being discussed and whether or not it was appropriate and, and all of this. But do we still have those kind of storylines today that are as impactful, that reflect societal change? We do and we don't. Um, like, I suppose, like some of the recent storylines in Coronation Street have been quite dramatic. You know, there's a lot of serial killers and people like that. But I suppose they they catch your attention. They make you think about, you know, stuff that's going on in the world. Because I don't know, I feel kind of thing that there's a lot more. You know, things like people being abducted and you know people going missing and you know, women getting you know assaulted and things like that, and they do they have dealt with that quite well, just to, as as a point of conversation. Is it hard, Alan? You're still with us, um, Alan Flanagan. Is it hard to kind yeah. of get that balance right, particularly with you know very maybe sensitive um, storylines and topics that you know kind of all elements of it are are are, are covered. I think I, 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 one thing I love about stuff is that you get a real mix of stuff. So like in a given episode, you can have very serious issue-led things. You can have a comedy story and you can have someone locked in a boot. I think there's something lovely about that mix. But I, I would say that soaps, um, a massive thing about soaps is that, and we kind of forget about it, is that they have a social remit through their channels for what they're supposed to tackle, what they're trying to do, which things on Netflix don't have, which things on Amazon don't have. They might make amazing stuff, but they are not try, they're not told that they have to tackle certain things. So we... Not that we're told to do, but like if you're in a room and you bring up a, a social issue, as soon as that becomes a set story, you're now working with the channel, you're working with the charity, you're making sure that you're getting everything right. A couple of years ago, we did a storyline around um, far-right terrorism. So we worked with Prevent, which is, which is a charity in the UK who helped to extricate people who've like fallen into right-wing terrorism, that kind of thing. And it's so much so that they actually appeared in the show. Um, but th- like whenever we take on a social issue, we absolutely have to work with charities. Okay. We, we have to. And that is not true of other programs on streamers, things like that. They yeah. might be amazing, but we have an actual social remit built in and every soap right. does. I think that is not but the piece, if that's... <laughs> That's, I would applaud that, Alan. That's what yeah. soap should be doing. It deals with issues, and always did, that maybe not necessarily are being addressed anywhere else. And long may that continue. Do, do, do people, um, Claudia, do they, st- do they see you in character still? Like, do people, you know, still think that you are oh, still, Nicola? Oh, still, it never goes away. From, re- never from goes Fair City. Away. But, it, you know, do it's, they? It's, yeah. it's a lovely thing. It's lovely when people remember. Um, and, like, I always quote, the late great Tom Hickey, who played Benji in the Reardons. Do you remember? It's before everybody's time. Nice. Um, but he said like, to his dying day, people would still go, oh, how are you, Benji? Yeah. Are you? <laughs> never went, even though it was off the air 40 years. People remember. It's As you say, you're coming into people's homes multiple times a week and you're coming into people's living rooms as opposed to a streaming service that yeah. only a single viewer is watching at a time. Do you- so, yeah... I, I would agree with Alan. I yeah. think you know the the death of soap has been vastly overrated. Do you, Sharon, have a <laughs> uh, do you have a favourite character? Um, not particularly, really. Um, I I know in the text that I sent in, I mentioned Sean from Coronation Street, and he has kind of helped me explain a lot of things to my son in the past. Um, has he, Sharon? Trying- 
Yeah, I, I was trying desperately, well, not desperately. I thought I had to have a conversation when he was younger about what it was like to be gay or homosexual or whatever. And I was trying to find the words around it. And he looked at me and said, oh, you mean like Sean in Coronation Street? <laughs> and he just accepted it as totally, Brilliant. yep, that's yeah. fine. I know exactly what you mean and all the rest. And again, when Sean did his episodes on being homeless, that kind of showed a lot of people that anybody can be homeless. It's not somebody who's, you know, doing drugs or drunk or anything like mm. that. It can be any one yeah. of us. And um, just to just show, you know, a bit of compassion to people who have fallen in hard times. Yeah. Well, there, there you go. Um, your your work here, Alan, is done. Obviously, good, <laughs> good script writing in that case, uh, Sharon, as well. I have a text in from a listener. <laughs> Alan, a Hollyoaks fan, wondered, could, could you tell them what's coming up in the, the, the Christmas storylines? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they won't wait long for the soap magazine to splash it over the covers. So. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah it, it, it must be. Um, were you always a fan of the soaps yourself over the years that you oh, got absolutely. into it? I mean, like, yeah. I, I, I've obviously switched, I switched religion to Hollyoaks, but I am a born, christened Corrie fan. Yeah. That, that's, my, that's my original religion. <laughs> I know. I just say you can never beat Peggy Mitchell. Get out of my pub. <laughs> <laughs> Still, to this day, the line that's uh, often, often well quoted, I know, at home. Listen, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show today. A- um, actor Claudia Carroll, Hollyoaks writer Alan Flanagan. Sharon, thanks a million for getting in touch with us as well. Keep the text coming into us. I see another listener here has gotten contact um, to say too. I think the soaps are so important for opening up really difficult conversations. My 77-year-old dad is much more open to listen, listening, talking and better educated about a lot of different issues, including race and sexuality, purely because of the soaps. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We were talking in the past few moments, just before the ad break there, about um, soap operas and their place in society and whether or not they actually reflect modern day life and there's been a lot of reaction to this today for uh, you know a whole variety of uh, different reasons lots of texters getting in touch with us on 53106 Katrina is with us on the line today in Limerick Katrina are you a fan of the soaps do you watch them regularly Hi Andrea no I don't know when I hello <laughs> um, I don't know when I last watched a soap probably a few decades ago possibly Really um, yeah I think when I was a teenager I would watch Home and Away and I it kind of started at about the time I was doing my leaving cert and it was such a huge distraction and I kind of had to watch every day and then you know I'd even find the ads interesting anything was better than doing homework you know yeah I know um, and I think you know I, I I I mean I texted and I wasn't expecting you guys to call me back I, I wrote I don't watch soaps uh, they contribute nothing to society that's what, what I said think? I wasn't expecting yeah. you to call me back. yeah I really do feel that well even just on that one point I have a few things that really I I, I just to back up that. But, I, you know, they are addictive. You know, maybe we should ask ourselves, do we rearrange our lives so we can watch a specific show? You know, could we go a day, a week, or even a month without watching it? And I think, you know, nothing so trivial as a television show should have such control over our lives. Um, but I also think, you know, they're, they're, they're very, often very conscientious, gossipy, they're artificial, they're man-made. I, I think our attitudes and behaviours can be influenced in negative ways by these shows. So? I really do, yeah. Like, if we were to ask ourselves these questions, like, how, you know, do the characters displayed in soap operas have the values I have? Do I agree with the choices they make? You know, do the plots feature people who choose 
good, uplifting things of the world. Make you know, I think they're they're quite far from reality, and I think perhaps the more we watch them, <laughs> perhaps. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes I think I, I sometimes I think that's nearly part of the attraction, though, isn't it? That it's that they're yeah, they're. I think, sorry, no, go on ahead. <clears throat> I just want to interrupt you. Yeah, the, the, part of the attraction is they're kind of so different from this world. I know. I think they can subtly influence our own lives. I mean, even even okay. in just a very small way. Like you know that phrase. I think it was Bobby on Home and Away. He used to say, "Get real." You hear that phrase now. You know, you got that from Home and Away, but. What else are we getting? Now, that's nothing. That's trivial. That's no big deal. But, you know, I think with all the beautiful things there are to see and do in this world, why would we be spending our time watching soap operas? You know, we could be spending time with family, friends, having walks in nature, reading uplifting books, going to the library. But sure, do people, do people, would people want to sit down, though, for 30 minutes, three times a week and watch a soap about that? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, are they rearranging their lives so they have to be in the show? I think, again, that kind of, that they can be, I think they're just indulgent. They're, I think they're indulging our senses in that which is often, you know, degrading. And I think it's idling away our time. I, I think much of it is immoral. And I think that can influence our choices. You know, I think of other things like Big Brother and Love Island. Oh, my goodness. You know, they do, they promote negative values. Okay. Um, somebody was saying how, you know, there's a lot more violence in, in, in um, Coronation Street now. And I think we can just become desensitized to it. Like if you think maybe the first time you had seen something like that, you'd be shocked. But then the more you see it, the more it kind of normalizes in your mind. And okay. I don't think that's you, good for us. Yeah. Do, let, let, let me bring in Anthony as well. Anthony has got in touch too, Katrina. Um, do you agree, Anthony, there with Katrina? Like, is there, are they, are they reflective at all in your view of society? Hi, Andrea. Nice to speak to you again. You too. Um, I think they're a form of escapism. We think like a, our own lives might be crappy and then we watch other people and I know they're only characters but it's a distraction and I mean they're they're extremely powerful because I don't know if you remember but back in the I think it was the 90s Deirdre, Deirdre Barlow she was Deirdre Rashid they even just discussed it in the House of Commons and it was on the news Free Deirdre Rashid and people were wearing a t-shirt saying Free Deirdre Rashid. Right. So that'll tell you the impact that so yeah, do I have on people's And I lives. was talking about the you know the the teen pregnancy storyline from earlier, and there was a, a various adoption storylines too. Um, do, do you still watch soaps, Anthony? Glue to them, Are and you, you know yeah, they did me an absolute great favour. Yes. Yeah. They did well, me what, an do you, what do you what do you favor. watch, Anthony? Emmerdale, Coronation Street, Eastenders. Yeah. So, so your your well, evenings then are pretty. Favor. In what way? Because my late mother, she was widowed at the time, but she could be a right pain. But she was the same as me. She loved the soaps. She loved the soaps. So, if you wanted a ringer, ringer when Emmerdale was on, um, yeah, 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 yeah. She'd be on the phone for two minutes and she'd hang up I'm watching Emmerdale and it was great. You should know not you should know not to ring during that time. But yeah. mo- mo- most of your evening then must be taken up, Anthony, is it? With um you know, with the well if you're watching w- at least three of them between Emmerdale and Carrie and EastEnders, most of your evenings midweek must be taken up with that. 
Yeah, I mean, Emmerdale was absolutely fantastic there on Sunday. It was the 50th anniversary. Okay. And it was an hour-long episode, and it was absolutely gripping. Yeah. You know, and, you you know, you kind of get to like characters, and you hate characters, and I like the baddies, you you? know, we all like the baddies. (laughs) (laughs) And would you sit and watch it in in real time as such? You don't record them and watch them back? Oh, no, no, I watch in real time. In real time, yeah. yeah. It's remarkable the the number of people getting in touch today to talk about somebody in their life, like you know their their parent or their their granny or their granddad, who a lot of their day revolved um, around the soaps, you know, and 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 the fact that the evening, um, I suppose there is a source of comfort to it as well, Anthony. And I was I was too young actually at the time, but there was a soap, the Irish soap, the Reardon's. And that's our surname. And my mother always used to say if there was any confusion in the house or house, she said, no wonder they made a soap opera named after us. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> that's fantastic. Listen, Anthony, and uh, thanks a million for getting in touch with us today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.